As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Remote McGoats. What's up, dude? Remote McGoats. It is nice and icy out there for everybody who's uh, who's listening and uh, doesn't want to crash their car, which is exactly what people do. Yeah, it was a safer bet to do it from our own homes this evening. It is. It's like 15 degrees outside, and it's just sheer ice everywhere yeah it, it absolutely sucks honestly uh it's funny because i always look forward to the weather turning and getting a little cold and then after like a week of it i'm like ah no i'm out can't do it anymore you look forward to the weather getting cold yeah because of the allergies mostly well actually i like the cold though too i don't nice mind change like a nah see i'm more of like a fall would you, if it's brisk would you rather die freezing or burning burning probably I'm probably so one of the dumb. few you're people so to say dumb. that. Yeah, you're well, so dumb. You're so wrong. So, <laughs> actually, I am wrong because if you freeze, I think at some point you like go into shock. I think they from you go into shock said, and you also can't feel things. Like you, yeah, you get frostbite and stuff, but like you just have to watch as your appendages just fall off and stuff, which is fun, I guess. I don't, but I, don't I think, think when you happens, burn, they just turn black. Yeah, and then they start falling off. I don't think they just fall off. Yeah. I'm glad we're tackling the important issues today. This is what I wanted to talk about. So this is perfect, actually. Um, okay. But um, look, I'm not going to I'm not going to beat around the bush. OK, we're not going to ease into this thing. We have major news. All right. Like massive news. Like the biggest news out. Should I hit it? Major news. Did it go? Yeah, it went. Hey, I can't hear you can major news. Why don't you drop the news shoots? Why don't you let our audience know what oh, we've been yeah. trying to subtly hint at for like weeks? Cause we haven't been allowed to say it and it's been driving us nuts. If you caught on to the hints, I don't think anybody did because they were super subtle. <laughs> they were fucking but, terrible. Uh, hints. <laughs> they weren't great, but we weren't allowed to say anything. We are allowed to say something now. So I'm going to shut up. Take it away. Yeah. It is Friday, January 19th, I think, whatever the fucking date of tomorrow is or whenever the hell Friday is. And we've got some major news. The boys are going to be bartenders. I'll watch what happens live Tuesday, January 23rd. We'll see you guys there live and in person looking fucking great. I'm a little fearful that we're at, we have to mix up some drinks. I don't know how to make drinks like that, but somebody's probably going to do it for us. And we're going to be there looking good. That's all that really matters. So tune in. I think Heather's going to be the guest. I'm not sure who the other guest is, but it doesn't matter because we're the guests. It's our show. We're going to take over the show. No, we're absolutely not, not going to do that at all. <laughs> I've been doing my homework. I've been watching Watch What Happens Live. Our job is to stand there. We're supposed to look pretty. We're yep. supposed to not talk unless Andy talks to us. And if he does talk to us, we got to be short and sweet. We can't. They're not there to watch us. We're we're just uh, an accessory to the show. They're there to watch Heather. Don't get it twisted. They, just be they excited. might be there to watch us. <laughs> Nobody's there to watch us. But <laughs> so as Shooter just said, 
tune in. I think it's at 9.15 after the third part of the Salt Lake reunion. Come check out your boys on Bravo. We're super excited. And then get your tickets to our live show on Thursday. As he said, we are expecting an influx. I'm not saying that it's going to be. I'm hoping that it's a big influx, but there's not that many tickets left to begin with. So make sure you get those tickets if you are planning on going. If you're waiting for the last minute, they might not be there after Tuesday. So our faithful, uh, all of you that listen to us frequently, we want you guys to have first dibs. So make sure you get those tickets. Come hang out with us. It's our first headline show. We're super excited. Green Room 42 next Thursday night. Get them ticks, bruh. We'll see you in New York City. Good. But <laughs> it is our end of the week episode. Since it is the end of the week, we are going to do our Rose and Thor. And I figure we should just jump right in. It's cold outside. We don't need to you know, do the whole preamble. Let's just dive into some Rose and Thorns. So why don't you start us out there, Hotshot? I will. I will. I've got a Rose to start off with, which comes from Chip Banta. And Chip said that he saw a clip of ours in the earlier days when we first started and we annoyed the shit out of him. <laughs> Actually, in general, he was just annoyed and he said, I was annoyed that these dudes had a podcast in general. Okay. That's fair. fair. I get that. Uh, yeah, no, that's he, fair. But he came back, he circled back and gave us a try and now he's rooting for us to quit our jobs in 2024. Isn't that nice? That's honestly the best compliment wow. that we can get. Even looking forward to tour dates being announced. So we love you, Chip. Thanks for giving us another shot. And hopefully we don't disappoint you, honestly, because he was annoyed with us to begin with. He might be annoyed with us later. I have a, I feel a lot of pressure now. Chip put a lot of pressure on me. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, whenever I hear Chip, I think a Chip Skylark from Fairly Odd Parents. I get nothing there. A chip, on, yeah, my a chip shoulder. on my shoulder. That's funny. You're better than that. Yeah, that's good. I thought I already had good. the Chip Skylark thing going, so I, I, I think I actually ignored you. Is Chip Skylark was he the the popular singer in Fairly Odd Parents? Yeah, yeah, my right? shiny teeth okay, and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a... <laughs> yeah, great song. Um, <laughs> I was like that all day. Uh, yeah, uh, and then my my thorn. We discussed this a couple of weeks ago when we were on Crappens. I finally did the Reddit dive. Oh Holy no! Shit, I told you people not are to. nuts, dude. I told you I not to do that. I tried to give you a heads up, man. It's look if you, you know go what at was? it the right I always... way, it's enjoyable. I know, and I always forget about Reddit being a good source for these types of things, or just kind of like, you know, put my finger on the pulse of the Brav Bros. So I was looking at it, and that whole thread is a nightmare, dude. It's but the good saving place. grace halfway through, I mean, I read there are hundreds and hundreds of comments on that video alone. <laughs> just goes to show you how polarizing Watcher Grappens is, and they have such a huge audience that these things happen, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not even going to talk about, obviously, the oversights where they were just saying things that we didn't say at all and people that just didn't like us in general. Halfway through, somebody ripped them apart and said, every time that these guys have a guest on their show, you guys rip them apart. Can you just enjoy the show for the love of God? After I read that, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm done. And I got out of there. Yeah. I saw that, was, that, that was too, a hellscape. That, it's, I, you have to approach it the right way. And if you do, yeah. it's funny. But yeah, it's <laughs> I I had a blast with it. But uh those are good. Those are good. I'm gonna go on to um my Rosenthorn and gosh, do I have a good one this week. I'm I'm so excited. I've been chopping at the bit. I was gonna save Rosenthorn for our Friday episode, but I was so excited at this thorny, rosy thorn that I had to do it today. But uh right, let me start it. out with let me start out with like a firm rose, okay? And uh, this is similar to what you said, and that's that's what's really funny. Um, but this comes from an Apple podcast review, and it says, 
at first, dot, 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 five stars. That says, I thought that the Brav Bros at first were pandering to the female Bravo watchers, but these guys are legit Bravo watchers. I've been inspired to watch more shows with my husband, and I finally have gotten him hooked. And that comes from, it's a nightmare of a username. It's like Mr. Dirt Dr. Chmin wouldn't work is the best I can do. And if you read it, you'll understand. But that's the goal. Like, that's literally what we're trying to do here is bridge the gap between husbands and wives, getting people that don't watch Bravo to give it a shot and and just, you know, connect. You can connect over these shows. My wife and I do it. It's a lovely, lovely thing to share. So, Mr. Dr. Dr. Schirmer, Schirmer, thank you so much for the review. That's what we're going for. Now, yeah, that's, my... that's what we started off with. Hold on. That's what we started off with. And then we started okay. pandering towards the female audience because we wanted more listeners. So that's fair. <laughs> Don't even put that out there because then it'd be, see, told you. Um, but my rosy, thorny rose is, uh, this is probably my best one yet. And I don't know if I'll ever beat it because it was the perfect timing. And just knowing that it was this visceral reaction that we got from him makes me really happy. And this comes from JT. And I pretty much have confirmation of this and I can't prove it in the court of law, but through other commenters and people DMing us, he's been on a blocking rampage. So for those of you that don't know, I posted a TikTok about me and Shooter discussing the nice guy routine. And we've seen it from multiple dudes that we know. It's a very common practice. You play the nice guy, they try to get close to a girl, they shut him down, and then they get pissed off because they feel like they're owed something. We called it out. That video went super viral on TikTok really fast. We had like 200,000 views in like five hours and we recorded. I went to check the video afterwards. We had apparently been reported for violating the safe guidelines of TikTok. Now, if you go through our TikTok and everything that we've said about people over the past two years, I'm not saying that we've said horrible things, but we've called a lot of people out for a lot of shit. We've called people names, stuff like that. Okay. This is by no means our most salacious video at all, but I (laughs) saw that we got reported and the first thing I could think of is JT had something to do with this. There's no way that we've talked about everything under the sun in the Bravoverse and never been reported before. And the first time we talk about this dude, we get reported. So I posted it on Instagram and just like I posted a screenshot of the actual reporting and I was like, I guess JT didn't like our TikTok about him. I'm just going to keep reposting it. The funniest part is that's when people started sending us DMs like, oh, I said this about him and he blocked me. And then we had another one that said, I posted this and he blocked me. So JT is reading every comment. He's watching every video and he's trying to defend himself via blocking people. And then he made a post and this was just the cherry on top. And he quoted David fucking Goggins and said the only or the the best hater I have or the worst hater I have is myself. Like, good luck, everybody else. Dude, you're proving our point. You're proving everybody's point about you. By doing this nonsense, you are literally proving us right that you have this Napoleon complex. You're trying to sound tough. You're trying to look tough. You're blocking people. My man, if you can't handle the heat from me and this idiot, I'm an idiot too. I'm calling us both idiots. If you can't handle us calling you out and you have to report us because you got your feelings hurt, you don't belong on Bravo. We're definitely not, we have not said the worst things about you. There's no way across like this whole content creator side of things. There's, there's definitely worse things out there. If you can't handle that. 
I this is this is where I think that we step in and I, I think that look, I mean we've said a lot worse shit about him specifically in the actual podcast. There's nothing I you can do about that. Though. You can't block us. Exactly. Once it gets clipped and then it goes viral, on top of his exes putting TikToks out there talking about how much of a piece of shit he is, then obviously he's looking. So then he starts scouring. My favorite I like my favorite thing to come out of all of this is our listeners and commenters putting hashtag JT in all of their comments. <laughs> so now when he searches hashtag JT, it'll pop up. So he'll be able to see all of their comments. He'll be able to see all the videos. And of course, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he's just proving our point. And it was really funny because you said that to me last night when we finished. I actually was it last night. Yeah, it was last night when we finished mm -hmm. recording. You had said to me, oh, my God, the video got taken down for bullying. That's really funny. Yeah. We had we had floated the idea out there that JT or somebody in his camp ended up trying to get us take it, to take it down or take have TikTok take it down, whatever. But now it's just so much more real because of all the stories that yeah. are coming out. So that's even funnier. And it looks like you've reposted it and it stayed up. So TikTok doesn't really have any issues with it. Isn't that interesting? And by the way, yeah. some of the other shit I've seen on TikTok, that video gets taken down. Come on now, guys. Come on. We no, know who's behind worse. it. And God. Yeah. Just feed my soul, JT. You're you're giving me lifeblood, sir. That nothing makes me happier than knowing we got under your skin. So, God, I'm I wish I wish the it. reunion. I wish the reunion hadn't happened yet. So there's a chance that maybe our video could pop up on the reunion, and then he actually has oh, to man. address that. Yeah, that no, lovely. he never will. And he's look, he's just pissed off because we called out his playbook. That's all that happened. We called out his playbook, yep. and now people know who he really is. Not that they needed us to tell them. I think it's pretty clear if you watch his antics and people are calling it out without our help. Like there's been other people that have pointed out that he goes about his whole relationship goals using this nice guy routine. So it's not like we unearthed something that no one else saw. It's just funny that multiple accounts are saying and multiple accounts are posting it. And he's going on this war path of blocking people. Like that's going to work. That makes it worse, dude. Just like listen and maybe apply it to your life and maybe be better. No, he's not going to do blocking that. Look, people I mean, because they don't agree with you. We've got this platform and we're going to use it for evil. I mean, we're going to use it for good, <laughs> right? <laughs> we have a goal here and that is villainy, sir. So welcome to the Bravo Bros. What are you guys going to do when you quit? What are you guys going to do with you quit your jobs and you start making a lot of money from your podcast? Uh, evil. E just full evil. That's what I'm villain era. Yep. 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 But uh, anyway... Before we get into the Bravo of it all, we have our live show next week. It is Thursday night in New York City, Times Square at the Green Room 42. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I recommend getting them this weekend at the latest because they're going to sell quick once next week roll, uh, rolls around. It always happens that way the week of the show. Tickets go really fast. So make sure you get your tickets and come hang out with us. We've got Aaron Litchie coming out to join us from Roni. We've got the Brooke Ashley going to be emceeing for us and hanging out, giving her opinions as well. So we're really excited to hang out with you guys. It's our first headline show ever. So we want it to go well. So buy them tickets. Come hang out with us. We're going to have a blast. And second announcement, we have another show in Philly. We've already sold like, I think, 40 or 50 tickets to the Philly show in March, which is amazing. Boom. But that means tickets are selling really quick to that, too. So March 6th, we are at the City Winery, back where it all started. So get your tickets to that as well. Link is in the bio of our Instagram. Go purchase them ticks, bruh. But that takes us to Rob Huh. And I like this episode a lot. I hate Anne-Marie. I, I can't stand her. I don't know why she's on the show. I have no idea what casting was thinking. She brings nothing 
But I did like this episode because we got to see Crystal step out of her shell a little bit, finally get amped up during a scene and speak her mind, which was nice. We saw Sutton standing her ground. And we see the one good thing here with Anna Marie acting the way she is. We have a common enemy. And we see a lot of the girls in the group getting along because Anna Marie is being a lunatic about this esophagus thing. It's crazy to watch her get stuck on this so, so hard. She cannot move on from it. It's so irritating. Thank God the other women stepped in to make it more entertaining because if it was simply about her spouting off about Sutton's esophagus over and over and over again, I'm already over it, but I'd be even more over it. Yeah, it's it's more about the fact that she actually had to face Sutton directly and face the entire group. She wasn't just sitting down and nitpicking people up, which we talked about last week, which made no sense. She took two of Sutton's closest friends and started talking shit on Sutton. That just yeah, doesn't what? make any sense to me. And then we find out, obviously, through this whole scene that she is going to other people over a four hour span talking about the same thing. So not only is she doing this for the show, but it seems like her personality is just getting fixated on something that she doesn't agree with or whatever the fuck the case might be. She decides to sit down with people over the entire celebration of life and talk about Sutton's esophagus. So this week was great because she finally had to face the music for all of this dumb bullshit that she's been drumming up over the last week or two weeks or however, how long we've been doing this for. And she was met with animosity and she should have been, she knew. Absolutely. I'll give her one thing. She at least went into it and didn't back down for some reason. I don't know why she didn't back down. She kind of st- but that stood pat. was the appropriate time to back down because she was just flat. Everyone's telling you you're wrong. That's the one time you don't have at to least, like press the issue. But at least she's consistent, right? Yeah, the craziness is consistent. It doesn't no, make any sense. No, I usually me, give she... credit for consistency, but no, not for her. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. She's not bringing anything else to the table. We've been speculating on her role pretty much the entire season, and I, I still don't get it, but I'm ready to just completely abandon that entire conversation. Obviously, we'll talk about it when she mixes herself into situations, which it seems like she does in Barcelona as well. Sorry, Barcelona. And that's, I guess, you know, the course of action. Oh, dude, I, I cannot wait for that. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, <laughs> so... <laughs> We will talk about her when it pops up, but I'm done having the conversation about why she's even on the show because I don't get it and I don't feel like talking about it anymore. That's fair, but let's jump right in. So we start out with Sutton and Kyle at Sutton's house and we are getting ready for another homeless, not toothless event, which I didn't see coming. And man, am I excited that that is brought back because the fact that the entire group does not know how to say it. I love that. I don't know if it's a shtick that they're doing and even if it is, it works. It makes me laugh every single time. but. The, the longer I've heard Homeless Not Toothless, the more I've found that it's a really bad name for a charity and not for the obvious It's a terrible reasons, name. It's, it's terrible for the implication as well. It's like, ah, we can't get you a house, but we're going to get you some nice chompers. Like, <laughs> I, I understand exactly the premise. Right. Like, no, like, give them good dental care. Sure, I get that. Like, that's great. You know, dental care can lead to a lot of issues if you don't take care of your teeth. So, yeah, it's great. But the implication is, like, we can't house you. We can give you teeth, but I can't give you a place to live. What are you, nuts? Like, it's just, I think it's, it's really more- funny because last year we spent so much time talking about how they shouldn't have been fighting at a fundraiser event. And obviously everybody messing up the name was funny, but we never really thought about how terrible the name is. We never discussed that until Kyle and Sutton sit down at the beginning of this episode and really walk through it. 
And yeah, yeah, I'm going to give them shit for not being able to remember it. But once they started breaking it down, it made a lot more sense to me. It's a really terrible name. It, it doesn't make any name. sense. It, it's mm-hmm. a good cause. Like, I don't even, you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to venture out to say it's a good cause. I mean, it's a, it's a charity, which is good. But like overall, is it a good cause? Like this is what Dorit's just standing on. I whatever. There's so many other things that you could probably do. This one doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me specifically. I, I think it's more about the dentist than it is about the homeless. Yeah, I don't know, man. But it's it's a delight every time it comes up. So I'm glad that we're back at homeless, not toothless. But the whole conversation centers around Anne Marie, and that's what the most of this episode centers around. So it makes sense. But it sets the table for it, and we have our trip to Barcelona. I'm going to say it correctly the whole time. Don't worry. And Sutton doesn't want Anna Marie to come. And that makes sense because the whole vendetta she has against the esophagus thing and trying to like prove Sutton wrong for some random reason. That's what I don't get either. Like, why is she trying to sink her teeth into Sutton? What is her obsession with Sutton? Is it because Kyle and Sutton didn't get along for like two seconds? And she's like, oh, well, I'm on the show to back Kyle up. So I'm just going to hammer this shit home over and over again. Or is she new to the show? She's trying to find a storyline, and for whatever reason, she has just grasped onto this, and she's so far in that she's just dying on this hill. It could be that. I mean, I think that she's definitely watched the show, and it's I watched scenes from next week, and it looks like she definitely watches the show. So I think that Sutton was just the low-hanging fruit. So yeah, you pair it up yeah. with if she came on, if you know, if our speculation is correct, and she came on to back up Kyle in her time of need. She's going to go after Sutton right away because Sutton made a remark towards Kyle and they were having beef in the first couple of episodes. So that's what she's there for. But Kyle's done with that. Kyle has moved on. Kyle and Sutton are back to, yeah, I think Kyle's still being a little condescending towards Sutton, but that is their friendship for better or for worse. They're all moved on. I don't know why she is stuck on this. And again, I have to give praise to Sutton because she even said it out loud yeah, I'm not going to go. It's not the time or place to do that during a celebration of life. I'm going to wait for homeless, not toothless. Then I can do it. And I'm going to make sure that everybody's here. That's a much better time. But everybody knew about it. And I think my favorite aspect and maybe sort of like the the underappreciated value of this with everybody together, Erica Jane's just there for the toxicity. She wants to see it, but she's not really getting involved with it because it's not her fight. She doesn't really have a dog in the fight. I think she even gives a little bit of respect towards Sutton and says, yeah, this is you're one more yet no ma'am away from getting slapped in the face. I know that. <laughs> so like, she she knows what's going on and she's just sitting back and watching. And I really appreciate that because we would see in the past when Erica would get involved, then it just gets messy and it becomes about something else. And then we kind of lose interest in what it was about originally. This is between Sutton and Anna Marie. And obviously, Crystal gets involved because Anna Marie was talking about her lying about having an eating disorder last week. Like, you just don't do things like that. And there's obviously a whole lot more that goes into it. But I'm happy that this scene finally happens because this is the way to put it to bed. We're at least addressing it all together. And once we address it all together, then we can take the steps to do the fake apologies, which we see later. And then we can finally move on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, you just summed up the whole episode, so uh, let's go ahead and tie a bow on this. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, but the next scene... We get Crystal and Garcelle, and of course, they're talking about the same thing. They go over the event. It was a beautiful event, and it was. It was a nice celebration of life, whether you liked Morgan Wade's song or not. The night overall went very well, and both of them give credit to Kyle there. But then they start talking about Anne-Marie, and this is exactly what you just said. The fact that Anne-Marie thought that it would be a good idea to bring up the fact that, oh, well, maybe she has tears in her throat because did she have an eating disorder? what the fuck? Like, why would that ever come out of your mouth? And especially you're sitting next to somebody that deals with an eating disorder constantly. The, the fact that she could be that insensitive, especially in this day and age, just throw it out there. Like it's not going to be a big deal. And then retract immediately when Crystal's like, well, are you implying she has an eating disorder? She's I didn't say that. No, you literally just said that. That's what just came out of your mouth. And Garcelle points it out. Why do you care? Why do you care so much about her esophagus? Why are we still talking about her esophagus? And this is when we get those cutscenes of her walking around the party for hours, hours, bringing this up to the point that Sutton and Garcelle left. Like they had to stop talking to her because it's like, dude, shut up. This isn't entertaining TV. It's not an entertaining conversation. I, I thought Crystal was making it up or overblowing it by saying that there was two hours of her talking about it. I'm like, all right, it didn't seem like it was that long. But yeah, maybe you're exacerbating a little bit to make it seem like it was a lot longer. And then we get the timestamps and it's four hours. It's not even two four. hours. Like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And there's different people. And it looked like Crystal and Garcelle were mixed in pretty much throughout the entire night. So now it at least makes a little more sense as to why Garcelle went over to Sutton. We were pegging it for, oh, here goes Garcelle. Like she's going to try to mix it up and stir the pot a little bit to see if she can get Sutton riled up and go after Anna Marie at this event. That's good TV, I guess. Not the time or place as we agreed. But now I understand. It was four hours of her bashing Sutton for something that has nothing to do with you. And it has no bearing on your friendship or anybody else for that matter. It is Sutton's thing. You're so caught up in this Sutton was lying about something. It has nothing to do with you. Just butt out of it. And yeah, I get it now. Garcelle went over to Sutton. She's like, yeah, she's been talking about it for four hours. Now that makes sense to me. It does make a whole lot more sense because she's probably trying to give her a heads up. If she's walking around continuing to talk about it, hey, just a heads up, she might bring it over to you. I don't think that Garcelle was trying to get Sutton to go after Anna Marie. I think it was just a, a friendly heads up. But Crystal brings up exactly what we did and exactly what everybody watching this probably did when this came up and it became a questionable issue according to Anna Marie. She Googled it. Esophageal problems. Small esophagus. If you Google it, 15 different things from like very reputable sites pop up immediately. It's not that hard. So that's what was so funny the other night when she was clamoring on about, I've read all my textbooks and this and that. Why did you do that? That seems like a really silly and inefficient way to check on medical stuff when you can just Google it. She didn't do it. That's the thing. There's no way that she did it. So I don't even know what she's talking about. Like she pulled out her like textbooks from medical school to like peruse and try to find it. Like, no, bro, just Google it. Do what we all do. It's not that hard. It took Crystal less than five minutes to figure out that you're wrong. And that's terrifying because you are a nurse and anesthetist. I always get it wrong. That's right, right? 
nurse a nurse and a nurse a nurse you i don't know what you were starting off with but that was wrong whatever that first part was i said nurse nurse, nurse yeah nurse anesthetist that's what i said but your first one was nurse and uh anesthetist oh i think i was gonna say anesthesiologist okay okay fair 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 <laughs> so but there you regardless, go yeah. regardless it's very frustrating that this can be settled over google and yet here we are still talking about it but whatever we get to the next scene and it's dorit and pk and they're getting set up for the homeless not toothless event and uh it's it's a gala it's not a gala apparently i thought it was how do you say that word g-a-l-a gala 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 no it's a gala yeah. but gala, her gala first question is about oh remember that show what a what a callback <laughs> But the first question is like a PTSD question. She asks about the doors or whatever. And look, I'm not going to continue to question PTSD every week. If she has it, she has it. It's not our place to say. I will say she is laying it on so thick since that therapist session with her and PK where she's like, I see a difference in this. I see a difference in that. I see no difference in how you guys are acting towards each other, how he's acting towards you. I don't see anything warmer. I don't see him checking in more because you have PTSD. That wasn't a moment where I saw when she says like, what about the doors can like, are they going to be locked? Whatever. He didn't step in because he's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you right now and cater to your PTSD. He stepped in, I think, cause he was irritated because she brought it up again. That's the vibe I got at least. I, I didn't get that vibe, but I will say, I think that what PK is doing is just the general, Okay, we just had to go sit down with Dr. Sarah, which, by the way, I, I don't know. Does it irk you in a weird way when it's doctor and then first name instead of like your last name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes it seem unofficial and that. Yeah, I okay. Trust All right, cool. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just on my like own little weird tangent about things that piss me off. Uh, but no. So I think that what's happening is he left that therapy session and said, oh, I have to make more of an effort. It'll last a couple of weeks. I think he was trying yeah. to make a little bit more of an effort in his own way. But yeah, I agree with you. He wasn't doing it in a caring way in the way that Dorit conveyed that she wants to be spoken to or handled during her episodes, if you will, or her doubts or whatever it might be. PK wasn't doing any of that. He was doing it in his own way. And the other side of that coin is Dorit is recognizing that because they just had that sit down with the doctor and is saying, oh, he's trying. So that those are two things that are going on right now against each other. And it's not going to last. It'll last a couple of weeks. And we'll be saying the same thing because what? There's 15 more episodes left in this season. So by the time they get back from Barcelona and they sit down, <laughs> PK will once again just be PK. And it's just going to be the same shit over and over again. It doesn't look like they fixed anything. It's just him trying a little bit now, and then it'll fade away. And let me be clear. like We don't root for failed marriages here by any means. I hope they figure it out and that they're able to communicate better. It just, I don't see it yet. Maybe we will down the road. Uh, I don't know with more coming out about a potential separation, whatever. Hopefully they get it figured out. But from where I'm sitting, I didn't see a drastic change in how anything was handled there. But regardless... We move on and we get Crystal and Jeff and, uh, you know, people are in and out of this storyline. Some people don't like it, whatever. I'm glad that she's getting more screen time. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just glad that she's on the screen more. I'm glad that this episode, we at least got this, which is, you know, getting deeper into her life and a relationship with her brother. And we also get her speaking out later, which is, you know, we need both of those aspects for a good housewife. You need to be able to bring it when somebody challenges you. We also need to connect with you with your family stuff. So, 
well, some people are saying like, oh, like stop trying to make Jeff happen or whatever. I actually appreciate it because one, I like Jeff. I think Jeff's a very likable character. And two, I think it's important that we get more in depth with her family stuff in order for her to be able to blossom into a great housewife. I think that's an important aspect of it. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely agree. I think that when it comes to Crystal, and the reason why people are pissed off about it is because they don't really like Crystal, but the reason you don't like Crystal is because she doesn't get enough screen time to begin with. So it's sort of a catch-22. Like, do you want to like Crystal, or do you not want to like Crystal? And if it's the former, then you need to have these scenes. Like, if you want everybody to perform well, we need to have these scenes. But I do agree, we need more from Crystal with the rest of the women. We need her mixing it up when it gets crazy. We need her to face some of these aggressive situations head on if you will insert herself into conversations which she's starting to do so we're yeah. getting both at the same time so as long as that is consistent i'm okay with it but i do understand people not wanting to see the family things all the time if you're not mixing it up with the rest of it because it's like what, what do i care like what have you done how is this going to make me feel about it better about you in a situation a little bit later when you're butting heads with somebody else who's been bringing it for the whole season. Like I want to see that person win because they've been showing me something. So yeah, I, I want to see more from crystal. We talk about it all the time, whatever the case may be, whether it's editing or not, who knows, but yeah, the thing is we, you and I talked about it with Jeff. We want more from Jeff because it seems like Jeff has a very interesting life. It's obviously what yeah, he's right? willing to show on camera, but now it looks like he's going to go live in Bangkok for six months out of the year. So I don't think we're going to get more from Jeff. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like it, but you know, this is an interesting scene and it's nice to see that, you know, Jeff went to go see his ex fiance and he's able to voice some things to crystal that messed him up, especially with his relationship with Vivi because crystal and crystal's mom and Jeff's mom, I guess are, very protective of Jeff. They're not comfortable with another woman stepping into his life because of, you know, they've been the only women in his life up until now. And Jeff, at least at this point is like, look, you guys did a great job. Like you, you helped raise me. I'm in a good space right now, but you got to let me live. And like, yeah, you do. Like he's a grown man. He's a grown man with a successful singing career. He's got life overseas. He, he wants to go live his life. And I feel like this has just been holding him back. And he's probably afraid to say it. So I'm glad he was able to say it. I'm even more glad that Crystal was able to receive it and say like, yeah, he's right. Like we need to step off a little bit. So hopefully that's all squashed. They seem like they're in a good place, which is nice. And uh, unfortunately, we may not get more Jeff because he's going to be in Bangkok. But hey, I, I always like Jeff on the screen. I know that not everybody does, but I enjoy him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good foothold because maybe he can just come back in the next couple of years, assuming the crystal gets to stay on the show for that long. We can get a little bit more from Jeff. And if he decides to pop back in, we all know who he is and we don't have to worry about revisiting his whole backstory and all of that that goes along with it. We can just see Jeff and say, hey, it's Jeff. Nice to see Jeff. Hey, my name's Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but the next scene is one that I was waiting for because I got to see some clips of it on Instagram of like the preview of this week. And this is the first time we've seen Kyle and Mo interact in a while. And it's a forced interaction because they're stuck in a car. So there's nowhere for either of them to go. And it was so telling to me, just the body language, the awkwardness in the car, the fact that he intros with, tell me about that event, not tell me about the life celebration of Lorraine, who I knew as well. And then we get a clip of this broke my heart. Lorraine's mom is crying in Kyle's arms. Like, is Mo coming? She's like, no, he's out of town. Like, dude, that's how you look, by the way. And you know you look bad because the first thing you say is none of the other guys went, right? None of the other guys 
had a relationship with Lorraine like you and Kyle did. That's not the same thing. You don't get a pass because the dudes weren't there. Yeah, exactly. And all I'm going to say about this is their marriage is dead, dude. That was fucking awful. It was brutal. There, there's there's Man, no way that they can come back. Like you're telling well, I don't, me, don't that say that. You never know. Dead. You never know. D E D. Okay. <laughs> Jesus all right. Whatever. No, it, it's done, dude. It, it's absolutely done. There's no chance in hell. Mo came back from where the fuck was he? Mexico City. Comes back from Mexico City. He took a plane for. He was up in Aspen. So that doesn't mm-hmm. sound like business. Aspen, sounds like you have Mexico a house up City, in Aspen. Mexico City back. You, yeah. And then you took your friend's plane down to Mexico City. Still doesn't really sound like business, but okay, whatever. And then you come back, and now you're having the conversation about how that event went. That that doesn't make any sense to me. You're that sitting event. in a car on the way to another event, and you're like, well, how was that event? No, dude. Like, it, he's a shit husband at this point. I, and look, I don't know what's oh. going on behind the scenes, but I can call it for what I'm looking at right there. We've seen Kyle. Kyle's very emotional about everything. Doesn't seem like Mo's emotional about any of this. He's fixated on work and he's running around doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, sitting in the back of this car. And look, I'm not excusing Kyle's behavior. We still need some questions answered, obviously, all of the things that go along with that. But in this instance, if you're going to do something like that, like you're just a dickhead. Like Mo is Mo's an asshole. And that's exactly what he looked like. And that's why I feel like the marriage is dead. I think that Kyle should just move on. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. You can separate the two, right? Like, obviously, Kyle has a lot to answer for, like you said. But when it comes to Kyle and Mo, I'm team Kyle because I, I'm seeing it. And like I saw a clip and it like broke my heart. It was from seasons par, uh, prior when they're sitting with um, Portia and they're talking about work. And Mo's like, look, it's like four or five more years. I got to grind this out and then we can kind of take a deep breath and have more family time and this and that. Fast forward four or five years and the agency is his sole baby right now. It's all he cares about. It's all he wants to do. He's all over the world building this billion dollar real estate agency, which, yeah, it's cool. Like I'm not taking away from the fact that you're building this massive, super lucrative business, but at the same time, your family is suffering and we are watching it happen in real time. And the more we see it, the more that's coming out, the more that they're talking about these clips of the past of talking about work, the more clear it's becoming. He just chose his job over his family. That's what I'm getting from this. And Kyle's fed up. It's starting to make sense. I'm starting to get pieces put together. And the way that she reacts to, you know, the fact that he had just gotten back from Mexico City and then she's dropping in there like, oh, well, I'm going to Spain. You do this to me all the time. You just drop it on a whim. I'm like, okay, so we're starting to get to the root. Whether other stuff happened, you know, cheating allegations, all of that stuff, we obviously know that that's out there. But as far as something tangible that I can actually see, I'm like, okay, one of the major issues is his lack of presence. He's not present. He's not present with the family. When he is home, he's not caring about the family. He's more concerned about work and what his next business trip is and where he's going next. And that's a big problem. That's a massive problem, especially as your kids are getting older. You know, they're leaving the house. Portia's got, what, three years left in the house and she's gone. So you've clearly picked your path here. You chose the agency. And that's why Kyle's done. She's she's fed up and rightfully so. You picked business over her. You picked business over the kids. Whether you want to say it or not, that it is what it is. And now it's making a lot more sense to me. So when it comes to them, again, firmly team Kyle, I think Mo's an asshole and it's a bummer because I always liked Mo and I always thought that their dynamic was really great. I guess, you know, you can't take everything for face value. Yeah, but no, I, I agree. Yeah, Mo, Mo was great for a long time. But again, we don't know what happens behind closed doors. We don't know who to necessarily blame, but we're presented with what we're presented with. And this is our opinion Correct. on that. 
but that takes us to homeless and not toothless or homeless not it's not homeless and not toothless it's homeless not toothless we're at the actual event and this is where i'm calling bullshit again because dorit has to make a point to go in a confessional and say you know i couldn't have done it without pk it's like you don't have to sell us your bullshit let's watch it let's watch it happen let's see you guys come together we got 15 more episodes at least if not 30 and six reunion episodes show us Stop telling us. That's my issue with Dorit this season, that she's telling us everything. But you, you have to remember, those confessionals, they don't take place right away. So I think we've got a couple more weeks of her stoking the flame that is their marriage and saying that PK has come around. And we're going to keep doing this and doing this and doing this. I, I don't care. Look, we saw him do the bare minimum. He's a husband. He came in there. It doesn't seem like his work schedule is that crazy. He travels a lot, but when he's there, it doesn't look like he's working that hard. So he's he's having a Stella during a, a therapist meeting, so he's probably not working that hard. He's going into this doing the absolute bare minimum. Honestly, he sounds like a control freak. And he steps yeah. up to say, steps up to like talk about the flower arrangements and the silverware and like all this other shit. And he steps in to say, I know that Dorit's not going to say this, so I'm going to say it. And Dorit gives him praise for that. In a weird way. Right. She doesn't say, I was going to say that. She says, I would be mortified to say that. So it's like, all right, yeah. what do you actually want? This is your event, not PKs, but whatever. So if she wants to keep going down uh, the ride of Delulu land, let her go. I, I, I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter to me. My biggest sticking point <laughs> for Dorit walking on stage, they presented her as a fashion designer. What, 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 is, she, what is she designing? Well. What, what, what is I she designing? Well, I know she I had the beach wear. She had Beverly Beach, but that's been dead. That's what it is. Big, big. Dead. I yeah. asked Dev, okay. and that was what she said. She said she designed bathing suits. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. So I look, I look, technically speaking, fashion designer. You design I'm something, you can be technicals. like... Well, you have to announce something as you walk on stage, so you can use a technicality. I, I, I had the, the same fundraiser question, chair. I'm not lie. Like she's she's a chairperson for oh, yeah, the charity. Just say that. That's enough. No, you have to. You gotta judge it up, baby. It's Beverly Hills. Do they're they're at the Beverly Hilton, sir? Okay, it is the Re Beverly Real Hilton. Housewife, Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, Dorit. There you go. Real Housewives of Beverly Hilton, but I do have to pull one out for Dr. Renan because my guy, he shot his shot with Erica Jane. He fell flat on his face. She wasn't into it, but he, he did take a shot there. I don't know if she even registered it. <laughs> I did. Cause he was like, you look, you just, you look beautiful tonight. Is, like, there oh, like a doctor patient, is there a doctor patient confidentiality for dentists? I don't know. Because like, I don't like, know. I'm, I'm that not immoral? a dentist or a doctor. Yeah. I don't think it's immoral to date your dentist. I'm not really sure. I don't know how, like, crossing those lines. I don't know. I assume but that he I would just text know. her every morning. He's, he's like, you brushing them teeth? Yeah, you flossing? Oh, that's dirty talk for dentists? Yeah. <laughs> are, you using, are you using a water pick right now? <laughs> <laughs> 
but he tried and she was like, oh, well, I'll see you at the office and like walks away. I was like, oh, nice try, man. You gave it a shot. I, I appreciate that. But then we get another scene with Kyle and Mo taking pictures and just the way that she she's so fed up with his antics. He's standing there while Marcellus and Anna Marie are taking their pictures and he's making little jokes and she's like, dude, can you like relax? You can tell she's irritated by it. She asks him, what's in that? Or is that weed or is that alcohol? And he's like, oh, it's alcohol. And clearly she's just, she's done. And then you see them yeah. stand next to each other to take pictures. They don't even make physical contact. They're just standing side by side, like slightly back and forth from one another. Nobody's touching each other. They take maybe five photos and Mo's like, all right, take some by yourself. And he stands off to the side. Everything is pointing to disaster and yet we don't have answers and i think it takes us back to that thing i don't think kyle is going to bring this kind of carnage on her family i don't think she's going to ruin mo's business i don't think she's going to fuck up her kids by talking about it i don't know if we're ever going to get answers here and i think that it's actually a credit to kyle for taking it to the grave she could do herself a lot of favors especially considering all of the morgan wade shit she could do a lot of favors if she started talking more and she doesn't and at a certain point, I don't get irritated by it anymore. Then I'm now thinking like, oh, maybe she's she's that ride or die. Maybe she's just a vault and she doesn't want to fuck with her family. And I that I can appreciate, honestly. I don't know. I, I'm I'm like firmly in the other camp now just because we saw Mo up in Aspen dumping champagne bottles and other girls. Yeah. Uh, and look, we gave Kyle a lot of shit for what she was doing with Morgan Wade. We still don't really know what the hell's going on there. I'm starting to feel like maybe they are actually just good friends and she just did a big fuck oh, you with that music dude. video. I, I think they might be, honestly, to be fair. But based the whole on Mo what? thing, based on that's how I feel, bud. You can't <laughs> tell me how I feel. <laughs> but no, the, the whole Mo thing is just if this is what Kyle's intention was, and I agree with you, you don't want to bring that kind of carnage to your family. But at the same time, you're on a reality TV show. So we're going to be able to see a lot of things. And Mo isn't filming a whole lot this year. But every scene that Mo is in, we have the same type of comments. He's very distant. He's giving her one word answers. It doesn't seem very romantic. It doesn't seem like he's really into it anymore. And then obviously in the tabloids, he's doing all this other shit. Kyle doesn't really have to do anything. Honestly, like we are, yeah. I'm starting to circle back and I'm like, you know what? That sucks for Kyle. That's a real shame. Mo's out there doing this. Like, yeah, she did the music video with Morgan Wade, but you know, we don't really know what to think about that. I know exactly what to think about Mo dumping champagne on chicks in Aspen in their fucking bikinis. I know exactly what to think about that. Pretty that's fuckboy behavior. Yeah. yeah, like he is yeah. immediately a fuckboy and that's what he's doing. So she doesn't really need to do much more. She can just let this play out. And obviously we saw in the beginning of the season with the trailer that eventually they do have a sit down with the rest of their family. And we're going to get to that probably in the last two episodes, I would imagine, if not the last overall We'll get to it eventually. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think she's going to show a whole lot, but I don't think she needs to show a whole lot because public perception right now is that Moe's an asshole. So she can come out of the smelling like roses and looking a lot better as long as she keeps her side of the street clean. Yeah, that's a fair point. But then we get to Sutton at the party and we're talking about MPs and MEs, um, which, you know, I'm not going to get further into there. But uh, yeah, that's that's how this conversation is broached. But the sole point being don't fuck with me in my esophagus, which I thought was a great line. Like Sutton's Sutton's got some teeth this season and I love to see it. And rightfully so like this whole thing has gone on long enough. I don't care that we're a toothless and homeless. Let's, let's squash this shit right now. So she calls Anne Marie over and Anne Marie like does like a 
a little hustle over the table brings Marcellus. I hated over. I that. That was like I hated I did that. Too. I did too. There's no reason for him to be at that table. I don't know if she was trying to like put a buffer between her and the ladies and be like, all right, you're going to stand here. And then she sends him to the bar. He's like, don't, don't tell me to go to the bar. Tell me to leave. Don't, don't. It's like, oh, wait a minute. But anyway, we finally get into it with these two. And I will say as she's walking up, someone says, like, don't be afraid. And Sutton's like, no one's afraid of her. Or did Crystal say that? Somebody said nobody's said afraid that. of Anne-Marie. Which was, oh, that, but that is actually worth noting then that Crystal said it. So already she's there to play. And I like that. So she walks over and Sutton's like, we're talking right now. And you picked the wrong person to fuck with. Anne-Marie starts talking over her and Sutton's like, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. And when you drop a hard ma'am in the South, okay, them's fighting words. If you get a hard mm-hmm. ma'am, something's about to go down because you fucked with the wrong ma'am. And Sutton is that wrong ma'am tonight. And she goes in, but here's what's annoying because the points she's making are so blatantly obvious to any normal human being with a brain. This is my body. I have a doctor. I have talked to my doctor. You are not my doctor. By the way, you are not a doctor. And then we find out that Anne Marie told Crystal initially that she was a doctor only to later say, I'm a nurse anesthetist. Nobody is taking away from the profession of being a nurse anesthetist, okay? It is very impressive. It's it's awesome. You have a great job. You worked your ass off to get it. Good for you. You lied about it. You said you were an anesthesiologist. That is different. People are calling you out for that. Crystal jumps in and calls you out and says, you lied about that. And she's like, no, I didn't. This is why Anna Marie pisses me off. We have seen her say things. We have heard her say things. And when she gets called out, her first move is, I didn't say that. And then gaslights everybody else to the point where as everyone's going at it and Crystal starts going in on her to get her to admit to her lying, she says that Crystal lied. And then she says that Crystal's the one that called out Sutton's eating disorder. And I paused the fucking show. I paused it and looked at Dev and said, are you fucking kidding me? Like that is so wrong on so many levels. I couldn't believe my ears. I was like, not only were you the one to say it, you are now accusing somebody that's been very outspoken about her eating disorder, about outing somebody else's eating disorder. That is ridiculous. Do your homework, Anna Marie. Like, watch the tape. Check game film. You need to come into this shit prepared. That is outrageous. And every argument you have after that is now null and void. And the fact that you are so stuck on Sutton lying to you when she didn't, you said you can't drink on this drug. Sutton said, I talked to my doctor. She said, it's cool. That's enough for you. You don't need to know anymore. You're not her doctor. You also said she's not a doctor. She's, she's not, not a doctor. He's not a doctor. <laughs> it, doesn't she's matter. Not a doctor. It, it doesn't matter at all. And she comes into it so heavily. And obviously for all of the reasons that you just pointed out, involving Crystal is insane. If I had a notebook, I would have thrown my notebook. All right. I'll give you that. Because even I was being vocal in my apartment by myself, drinking a bubbly, all right? That's what I was doing. I almost spit my bubbly out, but bubbly's delicious, and I would never spit it out. Shout out, bubbly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but no, like that was, it was insane. It it was the most gaslighting that I've seen on this show since Rinna. It was insane. It it made no sense. It's saying a lot for her to rope Crystal into this because she can sense that Crystal's getting pissed off, too. And Crystal's kind of spearheading this. Sutton is just trying to explain, when the fuck did I lie? Like, what what am I lying about? And Anna Marie, I think that this is what she thinks she brings to the table. 
She thinks that she's a fucking doctor. At the end of the day, that's what she thinks. She thinks she's a doctor, and she's here to check everybody on all the medical things. You know who's a real doctor is Dr. Nicole down in Miami. Do we ever see yep. her check in on medical things? No. Unless Adriana hurts her foot, then she takes a look at it, and she goes, you know what? This isn't my area of expertise. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You'll be okay. Just don't put any weight on it. Everybody knows that. She, this is Anna Marie. She's like, I went to medical school. Now you're jealous of me because I went to medical school and you told me that you wanted to go to medical school, Crystal. So now you're just jealous of me. No one's jealous of you. Let's Nobody's be jealous. Nobody of you. is Not jealous. Of you. Nobody even, nobody even knows who you are. Nobody even knows why you're on the show. Why would they be jealous of you? Nobody's afraid of you. So don't come over here and start raising up a storm about absolutely nothing that has anything to do with you and try to like do anything but apologize. Just say, you know what? Yeah, maybe I was talking about it too much. But no, we know she's not going to do that because she talked about it for four hours last week. So why would she stop now? That's my point that I tried to make in the beginning is at least it's consistent. It's fucking insane and it makes no sense at all, but it's consistent. So at least she can go to her own grave and do that, I guess, to an extent. But I, I don't get it. And I fully agree. And maybe people will point this out and they won't agree. Crystal yelling at her and saying that she's such a bitch. She is a bitch. That was a huge, she's bitch, a huge right? bitch. Yeah, yeah, it was so weird. And she's like, she's so stuck on everybody else lying. And then she gets backed into a corner. It's like, you've been lying. You're walking around the party talking about Sutton behind her back to everybody. And you say you weren't. We watched. You are on camera. Okay. Maybe you're new. We can give you a pass for the first episode or two. Do you not notice the man with the giant camera or the boom mic near you? Like, I don't get it. We're going to see it. And we've been seeing it. So for you to say that everybody else is lying except for you, look in the mirror. Because no, that is simply not the case. And she breaks it down at the end. And this is this drove me crazy. This was the last straw. Because she's like, you're downplaying my profession. No, she's not. She's pointing out that you said you were a doctor and you're not. You're a nurse. There's nothing wrong with that. It's amazing. Good for you. Again, worked your ass off to get it. Crystal, of all people, is not going to downplay your profession. She is pretty up and up on like political correctness and not denigrating anybody. All right. We've seen that time and time again. I don't think that's her angle. We've never seen that from her. Not going to see it now. She's not downplaying your profession. You're pissed off because you got caught in multiple lies. Everybody at the table does not like you. And now you're going to throw out things to try to gaslight everybody. You're downplaying my profession. I'm trained to be a critical thinker. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You're trained to be a critical thinker? Don't, stop thinking about other people's shit. They told you what's up. That should be enough. Get out of other people's lives. It's just, this is the last we're going to talk about it really because like this is the end of Anna Marie in this episode for the most part. But like it was nauseating. Nauseating to watch her try to like finagle her way through this and just hit a roadblock at every single stop. And instead of just being like, all right, you got me. I'm sorry for talking shit about you and your body and about a potential eating disorder because all of those things are really fucked up. And especially to yeah, do it behind and, your back. But yeah, doing it behind your back is the biggest issue. That that is by far the biggest issue here. Like we will never find out why you have such an issue with sudden small or narrow esophagus, whatever you want to call it. We'll never understand the actual material and the content as to why you're doing this, but you're still talking about it behind her back. And she goes on and we can kind of lump it all together because it is all the same thing when it comes to Anne-Marie. Even later, sitting at the table, 
she says, no, I wasn't talking behind your back. Okay. Yes, you were. You're still lying. Like yeah. now her sticking point is that Sutton said what three lies in the first five minutes, according to Emory. Now you're lying over and over and over again you about the same 30. thing. It doesn't make any sense. It's insane. And even the apology that we get forced out of it because Kyle wants to go into Barcelona. Oh, I'm sorry, Barcelona with a little right. bit of good grace. She forces this apology and she tries to do that bullshit about my part in it is what I'm apologizing for. Luckily, Sutton has teeth this year. Sutton goes right back at her. What do you mean your part? What are you talking about? And then she finally apologizes again. It's kind a bullshit of. apology. It's a bullshit apology. It doesn't fucking matter. Sutton is look, she's been on the show for a couple of years now. She understands how this works. You got an apology out of her. It means that you're probably not going to talk about it anymore. And yeah, you might be friends at some point. Who the fuck cares? It doesn't seem like a person that you want to be friends with. You might be Nobody friendly. Should be friends with her. But at least we can move the fuck on and everybody's going to stop talking about Sutton's esophagus. So I think we're good. I, I think we're done with it. I don't care about it anymore. Bet me it comes up in Barcelona. Bet mm -hmm. me. There's no way we're done. But I will say another credit to Sutton in this episode. I like that she's pointing out the inconsistencies with Mo. You can show up to Toothless Homeless, but you can't show up to Lorraine's Celebration of Life. That's fucking yeah. weird. You know, like I like that she's she's able to call him out on his shit. And, you know, that has been a sticking point for her this year. She's trying to dig further into that relationship. But the more but I'm at least she's not it, doing it to Kyle's face anymore. She like no. that's when she was getting into trouble is when she was doing yeah. it to Kyle and then Kyle would lash out and freak out. Now, at least she's just going to the confessionals and talking about it. But she's still we know Sutton. We know Sutton in that moment is thinking that. And she's able to recollect herself when the confessional pops off and say, yeah, this is exactly what I was thinking. And I wanted to say it to Kyle, but I'm not going to, obviously. Yep. And again, you know, we kind of summed up the whole Anna Marie thing and like the FaceTimes at the end where she apologizes to Sutton. So we don't have to get back into that. I do think it's interesting when the Spain talk comes up at the homeless and toothless event, Sutton is trying to smooth it over as best she can. She's okay with a half-assed apology at this point. We've seen this on housewives multiple times. You get to a certain point where you're just like, you know what? I'm going to take whatever you give me. Let's smooth this over. We're going on a trip. Let's fake this for now, and it'll probably kick back up overseas, but at least we can go into it without yelling at each other. And as Kyle points out, getting kicked off of an airplane. Let's let's aim mm -hmm. for that. That might be a good goal. Sutton goes in to, to hopefully get an apology. Anna Marie's response, I'm not going to allow you to continue this narrative. This is not a narrative. This is what's happening. You're just blind to it, and we're not going to get back into it, but it's not a narrative. This is you. This is who you are, and you are, without a doubt, my least favorite new housewife I have seen since our tenure in the Bravoverse. She's terrible. She brings nothing to the screen. She's not entertaining. She's not funny. She's a liar, like a blatant liar. And it's hard to go into Beverly Hills and be the biggest gaslighter I've ever seen. You're dealing with Rinna. You're dealing with Diana Jenkins and her short tenure. You're dealing with a lot of people that make their entire persona on these shows about gaslighting and you have taken the cake because you're presented with obvious evidence to the contrary. And yet you stand firm. It's wild. It's wild behavior. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me, but hopefully she won't last too long. Get her out of here after I mean, one we'll, season, one and done. We shall see, but uh, we get the 24 hours later thing. And that gives us a little bit of the, um, 
what to look forward to in Barcelona. And it looks like we get more of Anna Marie's nonsense because she tries to drop a haymaker to Crystal and we'll save this for, you know, next week, obviously. Guess what? It doesn't land. Shocking. I know. But I can tell you right now, she's going to flop again on the girls trip because she, she doesn't she have any friends. She, like you no. don't have allies in this. Kyle's not going to back you. We've seen Kyle stand pat after you try to go after Sutton multiple times. Kyle's not helping. That's your only friend on this entire show, aside from when your husband was there. And it seems like your husband didn't even want to be there. So I, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you can't go after people, especially on a girl's trip, unless you recruit some allies. She has no allies. Nobody's going to help her out. And look, maybe people won't help out Sutton because they feel some way about Sutton. I don't know. But I think that or I'm sorry, Crystal, when they're in Barcelona, I think that Crystal could probably hold her own. And I think that she has enough allies on her side with Garcelle, with Sutton. And as long as she clears her name, I think everything will be fine. But they'll finally see Anna Marie for who she is and whatever fucking drama she's trying to stir up inorganically, which is our least favorite thing. I am not looking forward to that, but hopefully the reckoning comes quick. We shall see. I'll, I'll see you in Barcelona, pal. But uh, that takes us to the question. So let's jump in. We start out with Quebec 13. Can Anne-Marie redeem herself? Come on, no. Quebec. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely no, not. She's, there's she's there's no irredeemable. way. Irredeemable. From CK and W, is it me or Beverly Hills and Miami seems so boring? SLC was great every episode. Um. I don't know. I think, yeah, SLC was great every episode and it was a captivating season. I think Beverly Hills has been good this year. It hasn't been great, agree. but it's been good. And I feel like it's moving along nicely. We're not getting dragged down by dumb shit, obviously, except for the esophag esophagus thing, which we're still <laughs> really not understanding. But otherwise, it seems like the other storylines are moving along pretty well. So I have no issues with that. Miami is kind of dragging on for me, though. Yeah, Miami's slowing down a little bit. Beverly Hills, I think, is a solid season. I the I said this about Salt Lake when we got to the finale and part one and two of the reunion. You can't expect this out of every season. I know that they set the bar really high, and they needed to. Let's not forget about last year's travesty of a season. They they had a big hill to climb, and they did it successfully. I think it's unfair to put that kind of pressure on every single franchise. I think Beverly Hills is doing a good job. I think Miami is getting stuck and we're going to get to that in our next episode. But overall, like I've enjoyed Miami for the most part. I've definitely enjoyed Beverly Hills. You just can't expect to have a banger like Salt Lake every season. That's why this, that's why we're still talking about Salt Lake. Like we are is because it was that good. So that will happen. You know, that's what we root for every season, but you can't expect it to land every season. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I've got a really good question here from coach Vallada. Do you think Kyle told Mo not to go to the memorial because she invited Morgan instead? No. You don't think no. so? I, I do think Absolutely that she not. maybe invited. I, are we ever going to see Morgan and Mo in the same scene? Probably not, right? I want to um, see that dynamic. I don't know. That's an interesting point. Because that's, sure that's my thought. That. My thought process is this. Morgan was performing at the celebration of life already so that must have been locked in a couple of weeks beforehand is that why mo didn't want to go to the memorial perhaps but that's a different question i i he changed said, the question they said for my own well to your question i don't know because that's different that's mo making a decision not to go because she's there yeah. versus kyle not inviting him i i mean look there's merit to it for sure. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't think so. 
I think that in that scenario, I, I'm trying to picture a scenario in which like one of Dev's closest friends passes away and I'm not there. I, I just, I can't like, I, I, it doesn't compute for me. So I don't know. I think that yeah. even if Morgan's there, like you got to grin and bear it and fucking show up pal, unless you don't care. And all signs are pointing to the latter, but whatever. Ooh, this is a perfect one to end it on unless you find another, another banger, but Florals for spring ground. Uh, your username's a little too long to read the whole thing. It goes to dot dot dot. But florals for spring says Anna Marie or Diana Jenkins. Diana oh. Jenkins. <laughs> no, I'm going Anna Marie just because yeah. she's background noise at this point. We know exactly what she's doing, and we don't care. With Diana Jenkins, we had false hope for her, and that came crashing down. That was a much much worse situation. That's a really good point. I I retract my answer. I'm on your team now good call okay thanks 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 for joining that but uh you're welcome do you got anything else uh no go sixers go sixers yeah the cycle continues yep here we are again we're philly sports fans and we will drink from the cup every time feed me that kool-aid daddy (laughs) Mm -hmm. but uh another reminder to get those tickets for next thursday thursday night green room 42 in new york city we're so excited to hang out with you guys. I'm after we went to pillows and beer, I've been like, I'm Jones and dude, I'm so ready to get back on stage. I'm, I haven't been this excited for something in a while. So I'm pretty pumped. I don't know about you, but I'm, this guy's pretty pumped. Oh, we got a lot going on next week. So, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on next week. There's things excited. happening next week, but that's all we got from, uh, from our remote locations. And, uh, we will see you in about, five minutes because we got miami so you can listen to that episode on friday yeah that that, that time ain't timing but whatever dude (laughs) i'm signing off baby all right bye okay bye hey hey it's donna from daily dose of donna every weekday afternoon on the daily dose of donna podcast i cover all of the reality tv and celeb gossip and breaking news i'm a former tv casting director my husband works in reality tv and i live for the housewives the sister wives the southern charmers and the summer housers and let's be honest all of the drama i'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour new episodes of daily dose of donna post weekday afternoons and are now available Available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D A N A on your podcast app.